When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today our special guest is Max from Intrepid Camera. Hi Max, how's it going? Hello, good, thanks. How are you guys? Good, good. I want to welcome everybody to season two of Analog Talk. We are very excited to get back to doing this for everybody. So thank you guys for uh, being with us this far, and we're, we're glad to be back. Hey, Max, can you give our listeners kind of a little background on yourself before we get into all the intrepid stuff? Yeah, sure. So oh, about five years ago now, I started um, messing around with uh, large format photography. It involved a lot of... Um, building bizarre cameras i think i built one out of entirely books once and i was really obsessed with the process of like building the camera and seeing what kind of image you got out of the camera as a result of how you built it and then that eventually turned into making something a bit more sort of formal a bit what you'd normally consider a large format camera and i sort of shared those designs online people got excited about it which is amazing the wonders of the internet and um, (laughs) that eventually led to our first kickstarter which was three years ago to start the company for a an affordable four by five camera and then yeah three years down the line we're sort of still doing large format cameras and selling them all over the world so quite a journey since Man. that that camera made of books <laughs> <laughs> do you have i, I want to see pictures of the camera made out of books do you have any yeah. anywhere where would i have put those so this is <laughs> this is three laptops ago so it's almost impossible yeah, to like, yeah, try and yeah. find <laughs> i should have i've got all the old cameras up there but i don't think the book one is is up there man that's great <laughs> on my though. shelf I love above that. my above my office thanks so can you tell also tell our listeners how did the how did how did it build from you building cameras out of books to where we are now with these awesome affordable cameras yeah so it started with um it started with the Kickstarter, which was very much um the community sort of said, Oh, you should pop this on Kickstarter and see sort of see what happens. We did that. And at that point it was just me and a guy called Eddie who helped start everything out. Um after that the Kickstarter went from zero to sixty three thousand pounds in thirty days, which was wow. amazing. So yeah. it was a big sort of like yeah, with, uh, so we could do this. So we rented a small garage in Hove, which is a small seafront town in the UK, um, next to Brighton, which is where we're based now. And in our garage, we built the first few hundred 4x5 cameras using um, CNC machines and laser cutters and all that kind of stuff. We were very much sort of on top of all the machines the whole time, so it was a very like hot, loud, and dusty room. It was, it was oh, quite an intense yeah. place, but yeah. but we we were loving it. We we're having a great time. And then from there, we moved to um, a bigger workshop after about a year of being there, and we got a few more uh, people on the team. That was about four of us. That was when James and Gemma joined, who are still here now. And we were there for around a year, and things expanded, and we launched the eight by ten from that workshop. 
And then after that, we've just moved to our new workshop and now there's eight of us and we've got a much bigger workshop than we had before. And we'll hopefully be here for the next uh, few years. It's great. Man. I love I love that you're doing the eight by 10. When I saw that, I was just like, <laughs> yay, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's such like a hard, um, April 10 is such a daunting sort of thing to get into. So we're hoping to sort of it produce is, quite a lot of yeah. content to make people realize that actually it's nowhere near as scary as you think it is. It's, they're really amazing cameras to use and the quality of the image you can get from it is it's, it's ridiculous. Do you guys have anything else in the works as far as cameras or is it you're sticking to large format? We do, yeah. So we're um, at the minute, the next big project is going to be a um, sort of a compact enlarger system that snaps onto the back of our cameras and converts your camera into an enlarger so you can make prints from the uh, film. No kidding. That is yeah, I know. So that- we've got um, got an electronics engineer who's just started and we're working on that and hope to be launching it in summer. So how, how would that yeah. work? Would you basically use the bellows as like... So imagine you've got the camera yeah. sort of horizontal as you would. You mm-hmm. tip it down so the lens is facing towards a flat parallel plane. And then on the back, you have a light source and something that can hold a piece of film. And then it projects that projects the film through the lens that you took that shot with. And then you can make a print that way rather than having this massive piece of kit in your house. You can yeah. have a little box. That's brilliant. I love it. Talk about minimalism <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah. Exactly. So, so we're entirely testing it. <laughs> we're entirely testing it in, um, in my bathroom at home because the idea is... If okay, I live in this tiny like box flat as everyone does in the UK, yeah, and if yeah. you um, <laughs> if you if you if I could make a satisfying print in my tiny bathroom at home, then the product kind of meets its goal. We're not, I mean, people who are sort of really into fine photography prints can use this product, but we're not aiming at them. We're aiming at, at um, anyone who wants to get into printing and be creative with it and have fun, but not invest in having a whole four by five enlarger or eight by ten enlarger oh, in the house. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't have the space. So that's cool. So we're looking forward to that. That's um, yeah, that's gonna be really exciting. Prototyping it has been a lot of fun. I can imagine. Yeah, you, yeah. Have, have you like had a lot of like test prints that are like, oh, okay, well that didn't work, and like, yeah, I love, getting closer, like this whole, getting closer. Whole wall covered. Up, yeah. My hands just constantly smell of stock bath, but it's, it's quite <laughs> it's quite satisfying in a way because you know you're making progress. Yeah. Man, I love that because I I have uh, a massive bezeler enlarger for four by five because I shoot a lot of four by five large yeah. format stuff nice. and just like you said, I mean it's it's massive to have like a big enlarger like that for printing four five and just to have you know just to be able to flip your Intrepid upside down and make prints with it like is that that's awesome yeah oh. so it's it's yeah it's, I think it's gonna be great um yeah working on the light source and stuff like that's been quite um, interesting it's very specific the quality of light you need to have and so that's been great and coming up with sort of an innovative way of holding the uh, negative flat so it's been loads of challenges but it's been really exciting to prototype so yeah that'll be coming out so uh, that'll be like the the first ever right that's like (laughs) the first time anybody's ever done that right like i've never heard of that before no so it's it's happened it did exist before but wasn't sort of massively popular um it was Graflux. So Graflex launched something called a Graflarger, which in sort of the seventies, eighties was available. But it used a completely different technology. and was in itself quite bulky and cumbersome. And I think they got really hot as well. So oh, interesting. Um, so we're trying to make something that's we're not really. It's a similar concept, but we're not doing anything too similar to what they did. And that's cool because I know when I when I first got into kind of like weird like the weird side of photography where you're doing like pinhole and and yeah, stuff like yeah, that yeah. i was watching all these youtube tutorials on building like diy enlargers so it's kind of yeah it, it, it's pretty cool like i the like what you can do with 
little little stuff. You can make a print with, you know, bare minimums, but to make yeah. a, a good print requires a little bit more finesse. And we're still mm-hmm. trying to strike that middle ground. Man, that's awesome. So I really love the idea of, of making like a four by five camera more not only like affordable, but like I mm-hmm. I've told the story before. Like I haven't shot four by five since photography school. And I'm <laughs> I'm small. I'm I'm five feet like a hundred pounds like i couldn't carry <laughs> i couldn't carry i like it was so cumbersome to carry those big bags with all that yeah. stuff in it so i just think it's like incredible that from what i can see that you can just like flip it over your shoulder and just like walk like do a whole yeah, hike I mean, with like can you speak a little bit about that yeah so the lightweightness was not i mean it was obviously something we wanted to have we didn't want to create a camera that was bulky or cumbersome um we never aimed at the beginning to have a camera that was the lightest four by five we were looking more sort of at the affordable and having sort of the best bang for your buck really so like having as many features as we could get for that price range but then as sort of a result of the uh, manufacturing method we use it ended up that we could sort of design quite quickly design something that was really lightweight and so we started playing with that and yeah we got down to 900 grams on the most recent one which is sort of you know the weight of a heavy dslr which is great so you can literally can just throw it over your shoulder on the tripod still you don't have to pack it up and pack it down to go when you're hiking or anything which is brilliant that saves so much time it's such a great thing to yeah they were like huge like a huge bag exactly just the amount of time you spend like packing all your gear up and then unpacking at a next spot kind of anything that makes being out in the field with large format more convenient is a massive positive that's part of the whole game for me, though. Like, I love that the slow factor of shooting large yeah, format. Like, exactly. I have a I have a field camera, and it's it's just like an older Toyo field camera, and it's you know I I always tell people when they see me with it, they're just like, oh man, I want to get one of those, and it's like, well, make sure that <laughs> make sure that you know that you're you know it's like a half hour a shot with setting <laughs> yeah, up yeah. and getting your you know it's like <laughs> you, you go out for a whole day's worth of shooting and you come back with like four to six frames. It's like it's not like you're out there with your you know your DSLR or even your SLR like yeah where you can I shoot mean a six couple... that's a that's a good day six frames yeah. I'd be happy with that <laughs> that's great that's just last day. weekend I got I got two frames and I was like man what a good day like i was (laughs) it's a totally different world compared to you know smaller format stuff yeah completely and i love that like the like you said the slowness to it is fantastic and also just like sometimes you just go out and you don't even end up taking a picture and you come home and you're just like i'm so relaxed i had such a nice time like Mm -hmm. oh was i doing photography oh well you know that's not really the point of it (laughs) yeah oh for real i guess that's also like the beauty of it being light and everything is like i mean timothy you've done youtube videos about like when you like going to shoot when even when you don't feel like shooting you know and like having Mm -hmm. something that's like also affordable but like lightweight like oh okay i'll you know instead of being like bogged i have to carry it all the way out there and i gotta go set it up (laughs) it's like if it's it's easy to carry around that just makes that process definitely definitely so much easier Uh, yeah i think a lot of people just sort of have said they've just left them on the back seat of their car for a few weeks and then they (laughs) were like just driving along oh that's a great shot oh i've got my camera great because it's not like it's not awkward to have and that's that's really nice to hear when you hear things like that it's nice that people are just sort of enjoying using them it's always yeah always great to hear yeah i'm glad it's like a a field setup too because i when i first got into four by five i was given this like clunky rail system camera yeah it was a disaster yeah, the- going anywhere with that. Like I, I needed my entire back seat just to fit the the camera in it. And, <laughs> you know. Yeah, rail cameras are not yeah less than ideal for taking out and mm. about. Cheap though, so. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was like actually, it was given to me. It was a a coworker's grandfather, so it was it was kind of a a cool piece to have. But yeah, 
daunting to shoot. Do you shoot anything else besides uh, large format, Max? Or are you strictly like a 4 by 5 8 by 10 guy? No, not at all. I shoot um, a lot of 35mm and a lot of um, Polaroid um, SX-70 film. So Ooh, I mainly nice. shoot the FP peel apart on mm. a 4 by 5 camera. Um, that's going away, right? That's the one that's going. It's discontinued. I bought it all, so that's where it is. <laughs> 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 I've got fridges full. I'll be fine yeah. for life. I'm set for life. Um, but yeah, mainly shoot um, sort of like my everyday carry camera is a, a Nikon AF600. I think it's called a light touch in the US. Really small with a really nice lens on it. So that's sort of my like everyday camera. And then um, if I'm specifically going out to shoot, I'll have a uh, yeah, I'll have an Intrepid or my uh, Polaroid SX70. Uh, chrome and leather one i love the sx70 i i've started so nice, yeah. warming up warming up a little bit i feel a little safer taking the polaroid out and and to be able to say now we can actually say polaroid and yeah there is no polaroid, polaroid. Yeah. yeah like I, I i thought about that the other like couple weeks ago i was shooting a video and i i realized because i i always say polaroid because you know that's what we say and yeah for for so long it was it's either instax or impossible project and now we can actually you know and polaroid yeah, totally. i feel like I feel like they're going to be doing a lot of stuff in the next couple of years. I'm, I'm not 100% certain, but... Oscar, the CEO, seems um, like he's got a lot of ideas. He's, he's yeah. a good person yeah, yeah. to follow on Twitter. It's a really interesting mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, for real. My SX-70 is still in the shop. Yeah, they do, they can be a little fiddly. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's um, What it was doing, it was, it was starting to... It was like pushing two out at a time. Oh, so like no. basically... Ru- but like nothing, it was just ruined. Yeah, yeah. So I have to go get it because they gave me a quote and I was just like, uh, I could probably get another one for that price. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, it was no like 180 kidding. bucks. And I was like, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mine I found in a charity shop for 15 pounds. That's yes. Yeah, that. I, I love that. Yeah, that was a good day. That was a really good day. <laughs> it was an Oxfam in Jared's Cross. It was great. <laughs> I got lucky with mine. I, I was buying some film off the Facebook group, the film photographer's Facebook group. And this guy, he was just like, man, I got to make ends meet on rent. Do you do you want an SX-70 by any chance? And I was like, I do, but I don't want to pay, you know, a million dollars for it. And he was like, yeah, they're expensive, oh, I'll give man. it to you for 45 bucks. I'm like, throw it in. Throw any, any, <laughs> anything else you got? Anything else? You know? <laughs> nice. That's great, dude. Yeah. It was cool. Mine, it, the front's broken, so it just like spits the Polaroid like out to the ground, which is kind of funny. I always get a good kick yeah. out of it when I shoot with it. Catch it. I gotta, like, I gotta like quick catch it while it's <laughs> shooting out of the thing, but it's so fun. for mine's dinner, the lever's completely peeled off on the top, but mm. that's just one of those things that are just being lazy and haven't glued it back on. But All right. So far, it's doing all right. It's good. It's a good little camera. Yeah, nice. I love Polaroid. I'm... Yeah, I asked them about the eight by ten because it's all out of stock on their website. But they said they'll have more in a week. In case anyone was wondering if they're still making it, they oh. are. I, I double checked because <laughs> I was worried for a second. That's good to know. You know, I was thinking about that too. I just bought the uh, the stuff you need to shoot eight by ten on our cameras, so the field processor from SuperSense and the uh, holder for that. And then I went on to see the film, and it was like sold out on everything. I was like, "Oh no, I've oh, made a massive no. mistake!" But then they were like, "It is coming!" Like, they're, yeah, they're making something in a minute, so it's all good. Wow, that, I can't wait to see those photos. Yeah, I'm gonna do do a little video. Yeah, definitely. What does it cost to get into like that whole system of the the Polaroid eight by ten stuff? A lot. That's what I thought. I thought, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a like a commitment, definitely for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it costs for the for a pack of film, the holder. And the processor, I think I spent eight hundred pounds on all of that, 
So you mm. could have bought, well, if you're in the US, you could have bought two of our 8x10 cameras for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is quite a lot. <laughs> but I think in terms of like, there's not massive amounts of information out there about it. So I think I bought it partly for me because I want to shoot it. And also I want to show people that you can, right. this is yeah. another option. So I think it'll be, um, in terms of people discovering it, I think it'd be worth the investment, hopefully. Sure. I just wonder, is it is it plentiful? Like, is there a lot of it out there to get the, the equipment to do it? It's not that. No, so SuperSense, which is what um, Florian Caps has gone on to do, who started the Impossible mm. Project, they've just got in loads of um, sort of hand crank processors, oh, and okay. they've got them on their website. So I got one of them. And by loads is like I don't know twenty or something, but that's loads for eight by ten, Polaroid eight by ten stuff. And then Cat Labs is another good place. They've got loads of stuff um, to do it. Yeah, I've the, heard that uh, name a bunch. Cat Labs. Yeah, yeah. They're he's big. In, Omar, the guy who runs it, is big into his Polaroid eight by ten stuff. So that's a good place. Um, but yeah, it's not that easy to find, but there are, if you want it, it's out there. It's just expensive. So it's definitely on the, it's on the short list of things I need to get done here in the yeah. next couple <laughs> of years. So, cause you know, yeah, I really want to try all this stuff, you know, the more and more mm. research I do on alternative types of photography and stuff like that, like the more and more I'm kind of leaning on that side of things. And I watched, I binged a whole eight by 10 Polaroid you know, I think I watched everything out there on YouTube. So <laughs> I, I think it's it's on the short list of things to do. So yeah, I just wanted to make it. sure I was still still able to grab it. And and hearing that there's a hand crank that that makes me happy because you yeah that's I know good because that machine that you can send yeah. it through and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, I didn't want the machine. I was waiting for the hand crank so you can have it in your backpack and shoot yeah, outside yeah, and exactly process mm-hmm. outside. And that's that's really cool. I like that. How does that so. work? That hand crank. I've never, I've never seen. So it has to pass through. So similar to like pod film, it has to pass through rollers. Um, okay. So the hand crank, you're literally just rolling it through those, like a mangle. You're rolling it through oh. the rollers rather than having a machine feed it through the rollers. Yeah, yeah. Kind of just like when you have you ever shot the the peel apart film, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, right, I mean yeah. it's just it's basically it's a big like version that. Of like that. when you yeah. uh, when you pull it out, it yeah, cool. That sounds so fun. And you think about like all the like big time photographers back in the day, like that their test shots were all Polaroid. They all have yeah, they were just throwing backs. them away. Yeah, and they're like, "What do you mm-hmm. think?" Yeah, and exactly, like, "Oh, we like this this lighting." Okay, trash, put them in the garbage. Oh man, heart. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. i I used to when i when I worked in printing. I worked in the printing industry for a really long time, and we would our company was working on a calendar of churches, and I was going around and just assisting the photographer for pre press pre yeah pre press purposes. And he was just, I remember him just going through peel apart Polaroids, like mm-hmm. just going through, getting his exposure right, and then doing the shot. And I still, somewhere, somewhere I have a couple of those church photos from the peel apart. It's just cool, like how that was a throwaway thing. And yeah. now, you know, we, we covet it as like art. That's like the same thing. I was, ta- I was, ta- I forget who I was talking to this about. I saw it recently, somebody, some act. I think it was maybe Juliette Lewis, I think, on her Instagram. She said back in the day when you went to an audition, they were just like, okay, great, thanks. And they just, like, took a Polaroid of you. Yeah. Mm. So there's, like, yeah. all, all, think about all these, like, rad, like, old school Polaroids of, like, who knows what, who. And they're like, okay, we don't, he's not going to get the job and just in the garbage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and it ended man. up being, like, this big star, just Polaroids. Just, man. So my granddad had, um, I was looking for his boot a few months ago, and he had loads of packs of 600 film and a 
instant oh. camera. I can't remember. And I was like, what have you got all this for? Like, you know, yeah. he's like, yeah, because he's a professional driver. He's like, yeah, yeah, I keep it. So if there's an accident, I can record it instantly because he's like still on his Nokia yeah. 6210. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you got, this stuff's worth like nearly 50 pounds a pack. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. And he had no idea. And he was, it was all the ones that like the, this film is being discontinued stickers on. So he'd obviously bought a load and was like, well, that'll do for any accident I have. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. idea. He wouldn't let me have it. <laughs> yeah, I would, have too. I would have been like, "Can I? Can I have this?" Yeah, um, no. I remember our our Walmart. It was like Walmart or Kmart or something. It was like the last year. It was like ninety or um, two thousand six or seven. Whenever the whenever it was stopped. Whenever Polaroid stopped doing the six hundred film. I just remember pallets of 600 film and cameras at at walmarts and kmarts and stuff like just unloading the last bit of the film and and i and i and i was like man i want to buy one of these and i just wasn't there yet in, yeah. in life you know i wasn't thinking that <laughs> just like was walk right act- by <laughs> yeah i was like oh that's a cool idea we should get one of these and then you know here it is 10 years later and it's like there's no polaroid film any- <laughs> well I mean, it's back now, but yeah, yeah. At that point, when it was, you know, scarce, I just really hope somebody, somebody comes up with the peel apart film. Like, I hope there's some yeah. sort of revival like that. Like, I know Type Fifty Five or New Type Fifty Five or New Fifty Five was was doing stuff, but I, you don't hear much from them anymore. So I don't know. I know. If they're. I hope so. It was crazy. Like even when that announcement was made, like people were like, you know, rallying in the streets and like signing p- petitions and like writing letters and tweeting at them. And they were just like, no, we, we have to discontinue. Sorry. We're like, no, we'll, we'll buy it, though. We're going to buy it. <laughs> I, I was going to say, actually, because Sam Heiser, the guy who was working on uh, New 55 with Bob, has just started a new website. I think it's called, what was it called? Famous Film, I think it's called. And he's selling the monobath and stuff like that and their Atomic X 4x5 film through that. So that's now like where New 55 has branched off to. So, so whether they'll do some instant film or not, I don't know, but it's worth looking at. Mm. Interesting. It's good good to know because I didn't, I didn't catch any of that. I don't know if they're just keeping it on the download for a bit until they've got ideas. But yeah, it's called, yeah, I think it's famousfilm.com. Famous film. Something similar. Well, it, it, I, <laughs> I remember it was maybe a year or so ago. They were, they were, I don't know if they did a Kickstarter or talking about doing a Kickstarter for the color film. Yeah, they the did. Color. They did do one, but um, I think they they needed. It, they didn't get the money. They um, didn't. They didn't nah. make fun. Oh man, unfortunately, that's such a bummer. Because yeah, Type Fifty Five film is like one of my all time favorites, and it's... I never got to shoot it. <laughs> I've shot, shot it, it once. It's, it's it's nice. It's really nice. It's. It's not so much the print, it's the negative you get with mm-hmm. the, you know, you actually get like a negative, a 4x5 yeah. negative, and it's got, you know, all the cool little sprocket holes and the, you know, the line. Yeah. It's just, it's very artsy. It is and, very artsy. Um, <laughs> it, I just, I, like I said, I said this a couple episodes ago that uh, I have this like 90-year-old photo guru, his name is Mr. Bob. He just brings in the craziest stuff and like old <laughs> photography gear to me all the time. And he's like, hey, do you have any use for these? And it was like two unopened boxes of like the latest date type 55 film. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, give it to me. And he, he, I mean, I shot one of the boxes just basically learning how to use it and stuff like that. And the other box is still kind of just sitting in the fridge waiting for uh, an excuse to go use yeah. it. But I would love to try the color film, but it's definitely pretty hard to get your hands on. And it's like $300. And There's the, you know. the Fuji, you can get the Fuji peel apart four by five color still sometimes on ebay um 
but then you yeah. need to buy that hold the holder which is you're only probably going to use it once so it's kind of pointless when i got the box of that monorail camera that i was talking about it came mm. with one of those polaroid four by five backs and oh, cool. like the the peel apart film yeah, backs. yeah, yeah. and it's I, I still have it i'm hanging on to it you know maybe there'll be some sort of resurrection of that kind of film hopefully because i you know i would hate i would hate to put it up for sale too because it's like i'm gonna sell it to some guy who's gonna you know use one pack of film and and be like why can't i find any film for this like yeah i I hope yeah pack film i hope someone does save pack film particularly the peel apart stuff that's yeah yeah. that would be such a great loss if that goes well, it has gone, I guess, in a way. It is, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can still find it. You know, it's not $7 anymore. It used to be no. for the FP100C, yeah. you could get a box for 7 bucks and the black and white for 10 bucks. And yep. it's, it's not like that anymore. I've got, uh, like, five boxes of the 3000B and then, I don't know, about 50 boxes of the 100C, so I think I'll be all right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Man. There was a guy selling his lot off. He had, like, cases of the yeah. 100c and he's just like I'm, I'm selling it cheap i'm trying to get rid of it you know me and this other guy were gonna, gonna go in together on getting it and he just bailed last minute so uh, so i literally on the day they like did the fuji yeah. did the post so they were discontinuing i bought it all that day because a lot oh, of the like genius the, a lot of the big sellers hadn't noticed and so i just bought the That's entire smart. stock of the cheapest and then like the next few days everywhere was sold out and on ebay it was like four times the price <laughs> So oh yeah, I'm very happy about that. As I may, as it may appear, I'm <laughs> very pleased that happened. Yeah, I have I have one pack in my my fridge that I should probably just go out and shoot before it expires and is bad. But I just like don't because I don't. That's my will be my last one. It's my last one. It, it holds up pretty well though. It does. I mean, yeah. I've shot varieties of expired. I mean, as long as it's stored properly, yeah, you know, it, it'll be okay. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, I've even shot the, the FP100B, the black and white 100 speed film. Yeah. And it was from, like, 2009. And I just shot that, like, you know, six months ago. And it was completely fine. Yeah. The first sheet was a little weird. It was, like, a little pasty, the first sheet. But after that, it was completely fine. And the, all those cameras, too, are so, so fun, you know, to, like, to shoot with. And the fact, like, I find them in thrift stores now. And I just, like, I don't, I don't pick them up anymore because, you know, I have two or three, I think. And it's just like I won't, I won't use them now. It's so sad. Somebody, <laughs> yeah. somebody, ha- well, somebody has to do somebody do something. Somebody, somebody do something. Least, yeah. <laughs> somebody come in and save the day, or at least like convert Instax into it or yeah. something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like somebody's got to do something here. Like we got all yeah. these cameras just because all those old like roll film Polaroid cameras, those are all getting turned into like uh, handheld four by five cameras. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they was oh. the hundred, hundred and ten B or something. I can't remember yeah, what, it's, yeah. uh, what it's called. Crazy. Which it, I think it's a pretty penny to get it converted into that, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it'd be worth it though. It'd be kind of fun to have one of those. What is what is usually the turnaround time to get one of your cameras? So it depends on how much uh, demand we've got. So for the minute, eight by tens is twelve weeks, and four by fives is about five weeks. And um, we're hoping to get it down so we've actually got stuff on the shelves, but. Um, we haven't been able to keep oh, up yeah, with yeah. demand. Um, the sort of the bottlenecks are sort of um, how quickly the machine can cut wood, basically. I mean, that's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't make it go yeah. any faster. So, um, and that's like the fastest no, I... machine you can get for that job. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. But um, short of you know doubling down on the machinery, which we can't really afford to do, it's um, will be a lead time for foreseeable future, and then hopefully we'll build up enough stock on the shelves, and people will just be able to pick one up won't cost them much and then it'll turn up next couple of days that'll be oh, ideal that's great that's so funny i was uh 
I was on the brink of when the whole 8x10 thing, I, I always catch, for some reason, I'm like the worst with seeing Kickstarters. <laughs> like, I always miss them at the tail end. Like, again, I saw that it was like, oh, you guys did another Kickstarter for an 8x10. I was like, they're doing an 8x10? I'm like, oh my. <laughs> and then I look and it's like, we've made it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, right. but it, and then I was looking at the at the time of how long it takes to get it. And I was just like, man, that's just crazy that that's no time at all. Like, it's definitely for the price and just waiting a little yeah. bit of time. Well, like, with, the, with the Kickstarter, we missed our, missed our deadline by uh, a few months just because the initial deadlines were like based off us having to make 50 cameras, not... 400 so but people have been really understanding when we post updates and stuff everyone's like yeah, yeah this 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 went way bigger than anyone expected and we've kind of risen to the challenge and like we've shipped hundreds of well 100 of them as of today so wow um, that's so, yeah. awesome man yeah that cool. thank you very much cheers it's so cool to think that a hundred people are shooting eight by ten right now like yeah that's, exactly yeah. that's not something that i think was you know going around you know, no, five I, years ago or something like that. So I blame Ben Horn. Yeah, <laughs> man, his ships yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, is he is he like an affiliate or how does that work? Is or just like a friend of the? I don't know. We're sort of because um, myself and people who work here was sort of part of the community pre Intrepid. It's sort of like connections we had from before. Um, it's not like we don't do anything like a formal like getting a sponsor or. People yeah. have just like Ben did it because I think his motives were being a nice guy, and um, the more people who are into photography, the higher chance that film will keep being produced, and that's, that, that, yeah. that's a that's... win-win for everyone. So it made sense for Ben to help out, and he's just yeah, he's a really nice guy. And then we have a few other people who like Alan Brock, who uh, on YouTube as well, and his friend Justin. Oh, who, yeah. Justin was like the original guy who helped out, who got us talking to Ben and Alan. And there's sort of this whole network of these guys who go around these national parks and live this great life, and we've been really lucky to have them sort of just volunteer to help out basically. And then we let them test all the new gear and stuff. So yeah, it's not Man, anything. I love that. It's, it's just, yeah, just like an online friendship basically. And we happen to make cameras. Yeah. They happen oh, yeah. to use them. It's not, it's nothing sort of formal. That's so cool because I mean, it, I think Ben Horn and Alan, you know, they're definitely two of my main reasons for getting into large format photography and stuff like that. And yeah. I definitely want to take, take one of those i need to go to like yosemite one of those like two week long trips to <laughs> yeah. you know just to see it you know just to be a part of it and definitely yeah yeah i'm always very jealous <laughs> yeah <for laughs> so real. we've got i've got a pebble beach and the south downs way which the south i mean the south downs way is nice but it's like a, a sheep is the most interesting thing you'll get and maybe a nice elm yeah, tree <laughs> <laughs> It's nothing compared like them there, just sort of like hiking through these canyons. Like, oh yeah, England's quite I... flat. <laughs> oh, we got man. Scotland though, so it's fine. That's true. I have so much traveling to do before. Do it before too long. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I have to get a passport still though. Have a passport. <laughs> All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners, and this question comes from Bearded Photog, and he asks. What's your favorite current black and white photographer? And Timothy can't vote for himself. Lol. <laughs> can I can I vote for Timothy? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, you can. Go ahead. I have been shooting more color though, so don't don't hate me. That's true. Uh, I guess I could go, although mine's not current. I've mentioned her before. She's like one of my main inspirations. It's Vivian Mayer for me. Just her street photography is like out of this world. And her story she is, is so, great. like 
there's there's a new book that I have to get. I know some of our listeners have already picked it up, but just yeah, her story and and her street stuff and her black and white is just that's it for me. How about you, Max? So again, I'm struggling to think of current photographers. I really like, um, and this comes back to what I was saying earlier, like the obsession of like process and stuff. I really like the photography stuff Salvador Dali did with like particular like, Tom Cus, like this stuff where he would set up a massive scene and it was really organised. I mean, cruelty to cats aside which was yeah. a bit of a shame <laughs> but like that whole idea of sort of um a really in-depth and set-up scene i really like in photography and then on the other side of the spectrum um a guy who i mention a lot is justin lowry who's doing some amazing sort of like landscape black and white work and he's Ooh. the amount of time and effort he puts into like considering his scenes is great and i really enjoy his work as well so that'd be a good sort of favorite current one and then someone from the past as well that's great Tim, what about you? Oh, man, this is so tough because current, <laughs> I, you know, everybody kind of shoots a mixed bag. There's not like a 100% mm-hmm. black and white photographer that I follow that I'm just like, man, I love their black and white. But I, I'm going to just say Matt Day. I'm a huge fan of Matt Day. Yeah, I like Matt I Day. love his his family work. <laughs> he's he's definitely like a, a 100% black and white, you know, Ilford HP5 push 1600 kind of guy. <laughs> and that's definitely what inspired me to shoot the way I shoot you know, in the last, I'd say like three to four years <sighs> going back, like going back. If I'm, if I'm going to pick somebody from the past, I would have to say Sally, man, like yeah. she, I, I don't think she shoots any color. Um, so I like her family work or her dead people work, her husband work, her <laughs> all, like all that stuff, man, is just, it's, it's near and dear to me. I've been on a binge of collecting all of her photo books. So I would have to say like old school, maybe Sally Mann up to Matt Day, new school kind of stuff. I think we all had some good answers on yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks for that question. And if you guys want to hear us answer a question with our guests on the air, feel free to send us an email at analogtalkpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys and, yeah, answer those questions on the air. All right. So this is also the part of the show where we normally take a photo challenge from our guest. But I think we're actually going to step back and take a little break from that until we can kind of hone in on the challenges and, you know, actually incorporate it into the show and make it, you know, normally it's it it just seems like we push a challenge out. We don't really focus on that challenge during the week or anything like that. We just we haven't quite figured out the format of that yet. So until we figure that out, we're just going to halt on the challenge and just stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll we'll figure it all out. We'll get it all squared away. Well, thank you, Max, so much for joining us. It's been an awesome time chatting with you and hearing all about the intrepid camera. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Where can everybody check you out personally and then uh, also check out the Intrepid stuff? So personally, I think Intrepid Camera has taken over my life. So all my personal (laughs) stuff is now just Intrepid Camera stuff. Um, Yeah, so Intrepid Camera is got um, on Instagram, Twitter. There's a Facebook group which has got about 600 active users in who are constantly asking questions, coming up with hacks, all sorts of stuff. So if you like mixing large format photography and DIY, and there's a place for you. And then we've got the website, which is intrepidcamera.co.uk. Got some good blog stuff coming up soon from um, Iceland and some hiking trips that people have been doing for us. So, yeah, check it out. Great. Awesome. 
Timothy, what about you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. That's just, you know, my personal work and my portfolio kind of thing. <laughs> I'm also on YouTube as Timothy Makeups as well. I do videos on film photography, a lot of large format stuff since we're talking about that <laughs> recently. And then uh, I also do another podcast. It's kind of just me rambling on about my woes in photography. And um, that's just We Believe in Film. That's on Anchor Podcast app. And uh, yeah, I think that's it on me. How about you, Chris? Um, I'm Crispy Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, I also have uh, Instagram dedicated just to my film stuff, which Chris B. Shoots Film. Um, our podcast is Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page you can like and a group that you can join. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out in that group. It's been so awesome to see everybody's work and ideas and chatting and, and, and connecting with everybody. So that's really cool. Keep on doing that. Um, we're also Analog Talk Pod on Twitter. And then our email, so you guys can send us questions or any other things you guys want to say to us, is uh, Analog Talk Podcast at Gmail. That's it. Awesome. All right, Max, thanks again for joining us. Uh, this has been, oh, been no so problem. awesome. I'm like jonesing for getting back into large format. I'm super excited. Yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll, we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.